It is time for our first rookie challenge. We are going to play something called Outthink the Fink. In my hand are envelopes that consist of very difficult WWE trivia. You will each have 30 seconds to answer a question. Except for you, Derek. You will only have 20 seconds. Whichever rookie has the most correct answers will earn two points. But guys, this is called Outthink the Fink. So Cincinnati, Ohio, please join me in welcoming a national treasure in the world of entertainment, a true friend to the entire WWE Universe, the WWE Hall of Famer, Howard Finkel! There he is, the first employee in WWE history, Josh, Howard Finkel. Howard Finkel deserves a standing ovation. The future is now. We are NXT! And welcome back to another episode of Half K NXT. Your boy, not Primo Nando, Nando O'Brien. <laughs> and you already know who it is, Mr. I'm so aloof. I never hang out with people missing any kind of tooth. Your boy, L Truth. <laughs> uh, and we are back with our mid-season premiere, and we are not alone. I mean, we are, but... Uh, Virtually, we're not alone because <laughs> mm. we are joined by one of our best friends, the one, the only, the legend, the riest of Rye Guys. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. You know, you better know. Ooh. How's it going, everybody? I'm glad to be here. It's an honor to actually be part of the um, Half K podcast, and um, I can't wait to see what we're going to be up to. So, uh, again, thank you for having me. We're not we're not gonna do anything. This is pretty much the end of the podcast and we're just gonna head out now. Oh <laughs> uh, well good night everybody. Thank you so much. <laughs> I will actually be able to hear my voice, so <laughs> it's like aloha means hello and goodbye. <laughs> awesome. Uh so yes, Rai Guy is one of our pretty much closest and I hate using the word oldest friends. How, what, what's a better word? Longest. Longest friends. <laughs> but wisest. But then but longest. Then, but then that just made, makes it seem like he's really long. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Whoa. He's, he's got two, so <laughs> you know what? I'm not I'm not even gonna debate that. <laughs> we could we could keep going or we could leave it at that. <laughs> I, I, I think I think we might leave it at that. Uh, you know, I, you know, your boy could get pretty descriptive. <laughs> I, I think you want details. <laughs> While we're not a family-friendly podcast, we're also not an explicit, no. explicit one at the same time. <laughs> so that's I, fair. I, I think All right, I, I, I get you that. I, I think I think we'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, thanks again for for joining us and. We, uh, yeah, we always wanted to do this and I figured since like we've kind, we kind of gotten better with the whole, uh, 
Zoom and Facebook message kind of like video format that I figured like this was probably the best time to try to do it with uh with a guest and then of course like you being one of our not only one of our closest friends but like also in the realm of wrestling too because pretty much the three of us grew up with wrestling and uh still follow it on like a somewhat regular basis when it comes to like what's out there oh yeah definitely at least just being kept up to date you know so what's going on with the wrestling world Mm -hmm. yeah i know that there's way too many promotions and different things out there but at least we're still still in the loop (laughs) for the most part (laughs) Mm -hmm. we still share a mutual love of the wwe at least yeah did you check out the new dvds for the backyard wrestling (laughs) (laughs) dude i think i think it was kind of crazy how kids and future generations have no clue about how dvds were like the thing for 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 wrestling you know <laughs> oh no wait no that the backyard wrestling i believe that was vhs oh yes, it was we were watching yeah it was vhs yeah, yeah. backyard wrestling goes back bro went over yeah. oh my gosh you're right it wasn't even d- wow i don't know if you guys ever heard of a uh, sam goody but that's where we <laughs> would uh get our get our uh wrestling tapes before Dang. even the the wf pay-per-views at that time yeah yeah Sam wow yeah. yeah i i remember buying my first wwe vhs set and it was like the i think it was the 97 or 98 set i can't remember but it was the <laughs> a set yeah it was uh <laughs> it was the big four and i think that was ah. my not, o- not only was it my first like vhs like wwe purchase but it was like my first purchase on ebay at the time when ebay was like super super early on so uh i pretty much just had to trust it to see like if this person was actually going to give it to me or or hoodwink me at that point <laughs> dang because <laughs> uh yeah it wasn't as secure as as nowadays so it was a risk for sure <laughs> definitely no, i hear it that's kind of like when people used to use amazon for like actual things other than just you know i used to use amazon for like school books oh yeah 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 i heard that one guy he got um scammed i was all on him because he put a bid for an xbox box oh yeah oh yeah xbox Mm -hmm. two yeah 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 (laughs) i totally forgot about that that's all him Got it. It said in the description too. Yep, it's a box, no console. He still bought it. <laughs> it's a box. Like Five hundred dollars. <laughs> Try to get mad. Like, wait a minute. Nah, bro. I wouldn't be surprised if he still has it though. I would. Hey, <laughs> hey you yeah, know what? <laughs> if I'm not getting my money back from that, I'm keeping it. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a story if if anything. Yeah. yeah, this box where I got ripped off. You see that box yeah. right there? <laughs> I put my TV on top of it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome! Well, uh, I would say we'll, uh, well, you know, we'll definitely we'll we'll catch up with like our stories down the line. Especially, I know we 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 should definitely discuss some MWF stuff later in the episode. But um, to kind of kick us off here. Uh, yeah, we are back after just a brief break for our mid-season premiere, uh, but we're going to pretty much uh, 
continue on where we last left off, where this is uh, NXT episode 49. And technically, this is episode eight in season four. And this one happened on January 25th, 2011 at the U.S. Bank Arena in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, Yeah, I think I think we've I think we've had a show here in Ohio before. If not, I'm pretty sure Cleveland for sure. But uh, I think this is the first time NXT has been in Cincinnati. And I I think a couple of weeks ago, that whole thing with the with the Miz and uh, Bobby Lashley happened where um, I will say from everything, I think the Miz definitely deserves a lot more credit for. I mean, we've always given him a lot of props, but oh yeah, it, it just show it just shows like how much of like uh like not only a company guy but just like a good guy overall that he is to like to help put over talent especially like a guy like bobby lashley of all people you know that's a long time coming for him definitely a journey for bobby lashley he definitely deserves it mm-hmm. i liked it and even for the miz i thought he would i thought before that miz would be a, a joke you know when mm-hmm. he first started but he was really serious about it and now i respect him uh, just as much mm-hmm I just figured out what they meant about the whole like two time Grand Slam champ thing, because I guess he's the only one that won all those titles more than once. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because like Shawn Michaels is a Grand Slam with the European, but I think he only won it once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like all of the title reigns that the Miz has, he's done them more than once. So he's been multiple time US champ, right. multiple time intercontinental champ, multiple time tag champ, multiple time now world champ too. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause I was like looking at it. I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like Googled it. It was like in a Reddit thread. I was reading. I was like, <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> I was like, you know what? That is a pretty good accolade. <laughs> It's like you have to convert over like what was the equivalent of the U.S. title versus a European title? Like, I the uh, the U.S. title and the European title counted as uh, tertiary, so they were third level titles at first. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And then the Intercontinental sat alone as the secondary title, Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. you had your your world your WWE and your world heavyweight title. Yeah. And I think hard, it was like hardcore US and European title were all and uh cruiserweight. They're all tertiary titles. Mm. Like the modern ones now. Mm-hmm. But now the US title counts as a secondary title. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a question. Do you feel being a Grand Slam champion is easier now than it is before or vice versa? <sighs> I, you know what? I think titles change hands more now than they did back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I think they hit a broader range of people. So I think maybe yes, because you see a lot of more people throwing around like triple crowns and grand slams really er- like not early on in their careers, but like a lot faster than dudes was doing it back in the day. Mm-hmm. I feel before I had a lot more prestige compared to now. I feel yeah, more- like dudes would, you know, be in the game for years before they got that, you know, accolade. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And then I feel now it's more and more with the numbers compared to like with the prestige before mm-hmm. because it's all in the demographic. You know, they figure what works now, you know, let's go with that compared to before. It really is the hard work and the dedication of the wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool too how because of the amount like I I know people are mixed on like the amount of titles that the WWE has, but I think the the positive that I'll say with that is that it allows like now the women's division to kind of have um women women who can also achieve like mm-hmm. the grand slam uh achievement as well. So I think that's that's really cool to to let them kind of have that opportunity too. Yeah, in a way it's open doors as well. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's time for a secondary women's title? Uh I think so. I I think I think it's interesting with how they're going to be doing everything with um with NXT pretty soon. So maybe if they kind of do it something similar where it's open to all brands, I think I think it will be mm-hmm. definitely like the workhorse title at that point. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But yes, uh, shout out to the Miz for this uh, this spinoff spinoff <laughs> conversation. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so we'll get started with the episode. And this week they didn't really do a recap video. They pretty much just kicked it into the the intro. Um, right after that, then we got all the um, the pros and rookies for the first segment, which is the rookie challenge. Uh, this one, this one started off pretty hilarious because uh, Todd Grisham literally like the fir- the first line that he said was, "Well, last week we got rid of our only rat." So <laughs> I, I, I thought that was pretty pretty <laughs> funny how like right off the bat they're already kind of like continuing from where we la- last left off. Um, so if uh, if folks are just kind of catching up with us, we only have four rookies remaining, which uh, we have Brodus Clay, Byron Saxton. Derek Bateman and uh, Johnny Curtis, and this this challenge is also going to be worth two points. But then, before we get into that, Matt Stryker actually drops another uh, another bomb bombshell on us. But if you win NXT, you also earn a tag team championship match alongside your pro. Now. We're going to have two rookie challenges tonight. Now, the challenges are very important because it's an opportunity to earn points towards immunity from elimination. Our second rookie challenge later tonight will be a fatal four-way match where the winning rookie, if he so chooses, can swap his pro. It's a huge opportunity for you guys. Um, so I think this is going to be pretty interesting, especially now that there's only four rookies, but there's still six pros to pick from. Uh, so I, I think it's very intriguing and I, I really like uh, the stipulation that they added here. But uh, before we get into the challenge, they reveal like this really weird GTV style security camera <laughs> with a uh, oh yeah <laughs> with uh Derek oh, yeah. with Derek Bateman and uh and Daniel Bryan. So uh I don't know if I don't know if you uh you caught this one uh Rye Guy, but I, I thought this was definitely something that reminded me of like yeah, like the old G GTV moments from from back in the day. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I'm hella mad. He said GTV. <laughs> <laughs> more of more of like uh, P GTV. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> yeah, hella definitely. Mad. Yeah. So they um, 
this is this is kind of weird because yeah like supposedly the challenges are, are supposed to be legit but you can kind of tell that they are kind of like half king this one where uh they catch Derek bateman giving daniel bryan's the answers that they they got correct from last week's challenge uh so because of that they are gonna kind of put bateman at a disadvantage for the upcoming challenge which is the outthink the fink challenge mm-hmm. and this one is actually pretty cool i i like this one and definitely um shout out to the the late great howard finkel for this one because uh yeah i th- I think it was probably what maybe a year ago or um or less that he passed away. I it is it's fairly fairly recent, right? Maybe like 2018, I believe. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, honestly. Yeah. Shame on me. <laughs> <laughs> Shame on our research team. <laughs> uh but yes, so uh we get Howard Finkel to come down and so the the way that this challenge is going to work. Oh, it was last year. Oh, it was last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I knew it. Yeah, 2018. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're we're in such a weird time warp anyway. Yeah, like, I I don't blame us, like, not knowing what, what year any, oh, yeah. anything that, happened. That's that's fair. Even from even from last year, there's so much going on from exactly. last year. Yeah. Yeah. So much that needs to be forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, so, yeah, before before the um the challenge i thought it was really cool because uh matt striker's introduction of uh howard finkel was really nice and then when he got in the ring like all the the rookies pretty much shook his hand too so i thought that was really awesome that they gave him the the respect that um that he clearly deserved not josh matthews Mm -hmm. Oh, dude! Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> he was—he was like, he looks bigger than ever. I know. I felt so yeah, that's body I, shaming him. I felt so bad listening to that. I was like, oh, I would—I would, I would oh, imagine oh. if he went back and and watched this episode, he'd probably be like, oh crap, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I mean, this 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 was what ten years ago. Mm-hmm. If he said that now. Obviously, there'll be a lot of heat. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, they'd have pulled him off the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he got canceled. <laughs> yeah, you would have seen it uh, trending on Twitter, like cancel uh, Josh Matthews. <laughs> Josh yeah, for, for body shaming, body yeah. shaming Josh Matthews. Yeah. Get him off the air, bro. Uh, so, and next thing you know, they're gonna build up a storyline with that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So. They always do stuff like that. So, uh, so yeah, so of course. <laughs> So so with this they um they they're going to give the rookies roughly 30, 30 seconds to kind of guess the answer. Uh before that I should mention that yeah, Howard Finkel goes first where uh Matt Stryker asks him like a bunch of random questions to see how many he can get right. Um he only ends up getting two because uh they made fun of Stryker that he was taking too long to to read the questions. Uh so he was only able to get two correct from like I, I believe he only got like 20 seconds uh so from there striker mentions that for any of the rookies who could uh get more answers correct they'll also get an additional two points so the fir- the first one that we oh before that too like um they were booing uh jay or not Jace, they were booing uh derek bateman about like him cheating and then striker says a line that he's like um 
you're less popular than Carson Palmer. And I had mm-hmm. no I had no clue who that was, but the fans completely like Carson Palmer yeah. is the uh he was the yeah. quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he either got traded to the Raiders around this time or he was just stinking up the joint in like Cincinnati. Mm, okay. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't too aware but yeah, it's it's always like that classic move of like if you mention something sports related in any city like it just gets like a huge oh, yeah. like reaction from the crowd, you know. Every time. And that's what they're known for. Yeah. <laughs> that's a Dodi specialty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh so yeah, after that, then we get um, Johnny Curtis, and I'm not gonna lie, some of these were pretty pretty hard, especially at the. Some of those were some pretty tough questions, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was trying, <laughs> and I'm trying to follow along too, seeing if I, if I can answer. But man, when you go down and you watch so many matches and so many mm-hmm. pay per views, it's really hard to really pinpoint the one that they have. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they had me stumped for sure. I was like. Ugh. <laughs> I think there was one where Brodus was uh Brodus was correct, but then he just didn't say the correct match type. Oh yeah, yeah, now I remember. So because I watched I'm pretty sure the three of us watched this pay-per-view multiple times because it was one of the ones that we had ordered and then uh we would just kind of like rewatch it over and over. Um it was uh the Royal Rumble 2000 and uh Stri- oh, yeah. striker had asked him like what was the match that mick foley and triple h had and then um i think brodus said no holds bar and he got it incorrect but it's because it was like a a false count anywhere match i think instead all those matches that's so that's so weak i'd have been furious all those matches are the same exactly like Like, really bro come on man you know no hose barred hardcore any false count anywhere no disqualification matches are all the same yeah or the unsanctioned match (laughs) exactly like (laughs) a street fight (laughs) like like, those are the only difference with those is that they wear like jeans (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah the jeans with the knee pads underneath like yeah yeah. the knee pads (laughs) this is my street clothes (laughs) in the street <laughs> there, there was a game that did that, right? Like if you did like <laughs> jeans and knee pads. <laughs> yeah, I swear there was a game where like if you did street street fight mode, like they would be in like street clothes instead of like the. I regular- think you're right. Yeah, and they would put them in like kind of like they would have probably either they would have an alternate like outfit or they would just give them their t-shirt mm-hmm. or like a generic WWE or WWF t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or they all dress up, you know, with all due respect, you know, like uh, like Luke Harper. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, except with knee pads. Yeah, yeah. The, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, rest in peace, Luke Harper. But yeah, mm-hmm. he was ahead of the game, yo. <laughs> he was ready. Yep. <laughs> it's so true. You know what I'm saying? Or 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 even Elias. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, Elias. He's yeah. he ready. He's like yeah. He's <laughs> that's his regular like, gear, looking like backstage gear. Yep. Are we gonna do no holds barred? Not today. <laughs> oh. Oh. You know I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. I got my guitar too. Uh, not today. Uh. Yeah, they were they were definitely ahead of the game, but um, Brodus unfortunately did not get that one. He got one right at the very end. Uh, actually, the, all all of them other than he did. Um, all four rookies ended up just getting one correct answer apiece, and uh it pretty much went into like a tie but since no one was able to get two or more 
they didn't declare a winner, which is, I think, probably the first time that they have ever done that on any of the rookie challenges. So um, That's because they can't stump the Fink, baby. They can't, man. No one can. Come on, <laughs> yeah, you can't outthink them. <laughs> I think they were just trying to get that gimmick over. <laughs> Did they really make a game out of that, too? Yeah, they played them. <laughs> and like, if anything, yeah. I think it was... Um, I think it was like a WWE.com game, but I think it was probably just one of those like uh, poll games. It was just an online type thing. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that would have been like a pretty legit game, like if they were to make it nowadays, like on a mobile app or something. I bet people would play. I think the thing. Hey, you know what? That would be dope. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that that pretty much kind of uh, wraps up the first segment and. Yeah, even if you ask the kids in the, you know, the PG era, obviously they wouldn't understand. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was really geared more towards uh, older demographic. Yeah. All right, so let's go over to the next part where there was actually a, a singles match between Ted DiBiase Jr. and versus Daniel Bryan. Um, I I watched that match and then I really loved the technicality of that match, especially with uh, Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. I, I just watched uh, how he grew as a wrestler and, and you know all the technical wrestlers they're the ones who I usually enjoy more because they're the ones who really respect the craft and then they try to do their best to really uh, hone that craft and try to be at their best you know like say with uh, Brett the Hitman Hart and um, you know even for Chris Benoit as well mm-hmm. and then to see Daniel Bryan you can see shades of him along with that so it kind of pays homage to the other ones before him as well so when he was facing you know there's some spots that I like with uh, Daniel Bryan against uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one definitely was that one spot where Ted DiBiase he was trying to go for the dream street and next thing you know uh, Daniel Bryan counters it and next thing you know he runs into a sit out spine buster mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty innovative yeah that one that one was like wow you know because for Ted DiBiase Jr. you figure oh okay he's another generation a superstar uh, he kind of doesn't have you know as much moves or it's not as uh innovative but that one you know that one actually caught my eye yeah i i was telling um i was telling larry on like a previous episode or probably multiple episodes really that uh, <laughs> uh-huh. that guys like dibiase jr and chris masters they they uh they they became like sleeper like technical wrestlers near the the, mm-hmm. the end of their kind of like wwe run and like mm-hmm. you definitely got to see it more in these matches on nxt where yeah they were pulling out like these really cool like technical moves but then like these really cool high spots with that sit down uh spine buster and everything uh-huh and I figured, like, oh, that's actually pretty good, you know. Uh, it could be a good signature move as well as as a finisher, depending on how how you use it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And then I can see, I can see Daniel Bryan over the years, even the how he was before. He did take a lot of risk compared to now, mm-hmm. you know, which is totally understandable. But you know, and. Those days, he looked like he was letting himself a little loose in a way where he can kind of do moves and not really have to worry about uh, being injured in a way. Compared to now, I'm pretty sure. The repercussions. Yeah. Like, I know he probably would just do a diving head, but, you know, just out of nowhere, you know. But now, of course, you know. I was waiting for it. I was like, yo, didn't he use the flying headbutt back then? He did use a flying headbutt, yeah. Scary. And then that that missile dropkick. Oh, man, I love that That one, too. I was like. 
picture perfect like the way he he got the height and like the impact it, mm-hmm. it was like probably like if you were to take one for like a video game capture that would have been like the perfect one <laughs> that's the one yes definitely <laughs> definitely and the one thing that i was oh you know as a casual fan when i was watching like oh daniel bryan he, he's going to win it he was building a lot of momentum where it looked like he was going to finish off mm-hmm. Ted DiBiase Jr. And next thing you know, boom, Dream Street, just like that. <laughs> one, two, three. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that one thing, as as a fan, when you watch a match and you think it could go this way, you know, as a fan, you figure, okay, I, I know how wrestling works. This is what's going to happen. Next thing you know, they throw a curveball. Those things always get to me. Sometimes, you know, it's it's nice to to be wrong because it leaves you, you know, surprised in a way. Mm-hmm. It's the best. It's like almost sometimes I watch matches wanting to be wrong. It'd be like, ah, oh, man, I think this is about to happen. And then they'll do mm-hmm. something else, and I'll be like, ooh, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny, like like I'm right that I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're like, ooh, oh, oh, yeah, I'm glad I'm wrong here. <laughs> yeah, you. That's why you guys get paid the big bucks. Is <laughs> it, it was fun too because I keep forgetting that the the other pros have like live mics during these matches where uh, mm-hmm. Art Truth and Dolph Ziggler were kind of like encouraging like the oh, yeah, the fans uh-huh. to like uh, interact. So I think that's what also got like the fans super hyped while they were having the match because they were kind of like mm-hmm. cheering for Daniel Bryan too. So at that point he was building the momentum and then like the fan interaction kind of like got everybody into the matchup at that point. Let him lose. Don't cheer for him. Daniel Bryan sucks. Daniel Bryan sucks. Sucks. Whoa. The Daniel Bryan's When boyfriend. I say Daniel, no, you not. say Bryan. Daniel. You can't win. Daniel. Uh, you can see now the the crowd they pay or they they play a huge factor in a wrestling mm-hmm. match. Yeah, I think that's definitely the the hard thing to kind of adjust to in modern day. But but mm-hmm. yeah, these are like perfect examples of like how you can build and and bring the fans into like into like the interaction part of a matchup. Which yeah, yeah, and, and watching the match, I, I can see like oh, definitely it's a. PG era. I mean, I see the kids are cheering, you know, as, as an adult before, like, oh man, we're going to do this. Go back to how it was before. But now that I think about it, it's okay because, you know, you're bringing a young generation to love wrestling, you know, and to, to show support for, for this sports, sports entertainment. Mm-hmm. So uh, a part of me is like, of course, would I want it to go back to, oh, oh yeah. But as a kid growing up, you know, I'm pretty sure it would be nice to see how it was back in the day. So at least when they lean into the more you know let's say the uh, um what you call it sketchy stuff or yeah. the ones that are controversial then at least you know it's not too bad in a way mm-hmm. i i think that's probably the thing when most people were complaining about like the pg era or um mm-hmm. or even modern day wrestling that it's a lot like softer compared to the attitude era i think that's the the counterpoint that i would give is that for me, it was like really hard to watch wrestling around my family because of like all the that like the mature stuff. The controversy, yeah. Oh yeah. So I think that's probably why it's, in my opinion, better in in this era and and modern era because like yeah, I can now just put on 
NXT or AEW, and for the most part, like nothing really sexual or controversial is going to happen that I can just sit back and watch it, you know? Mm-hmm. You ever see the memes where like it would be like wrestling when I'm watching, and then it would be like something hella dope, and then it's like wrestling when anybody walks in and it's something hella sexual, and it's like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, mm-hmm. except, yeah. Yeah. Every time. And then you just got to try to like explain it, like, yo, this is what you'd be watching. It's like, it's not like this all the time, uh, so, man. Yeah. <laughs> and th- you just yeah. happen to walk in for like that one. <laughs> 10 minute scene <laughs> <laughs> it, it would it would always happen it would always happen with especially with like the Val uh, Venus the, <laughs> Val Venus or like <laughs> like uh what you call it the Tori Wilson and and Trish Stratus segment it, it would always oh, yeah, happen anything every time. with like oh, you know, yeah every time bro like dang it and it was it was it the other one was it Kane and Triple H oh yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. come on man Undertaker was out here crucifying people <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then imagine imagine say you know you have a child like mm-hmm. hey this is the wrestling I used to watch yeah oh gosh <laughs> straight up <laughs> like, be, hey, yo, what yeah, did y'all no. watch when y'all was teenagers uh, uh <laughs> <laughs> pretty much this man all these old dudes being cool in WCW <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah, ECW was off the hook, bro. Like, yeah, this is what we grew up on. Everybody was like, yeah, I miss that, bro. I don't miss none of that stuff, bro. <laughs> yeah, always watch WWE superstars and Sunday Night Heat. Yeah, straight up, just get straight to the wrestling and the recaps. Yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> that, that's how it, for me with uh, Shotgun and. Velocity and all those other shows that Veloc- velocity, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, man, I'm trying to see D'Lo Brown and Chaz, man. <laughs> they would have some legit good matches, man. It was telling you, it's the weird people, dude. Yeah, I think they still got superstars, either superstars or main events still like happens. That's where they have all the retribution matches, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I don't know why I think of Velocity. I think of Brian Kendrick. I do not know why. <laughs> not not even by uh, uh, Brian Kendrick. It was Spanky of all people. <laughs> oh, Spanky, nice. yeah. Spanky, Spanky. Uh, which, I, which actually, I, I forgot to actually ask you at the beginning of the podcast. Did did you actually catch any of these um, uh, earlier seasons of NXT? when they first came out uh Rai guy or or is this like your first time watching uh this is kind of the first my first time mm-hmm. the the only thing close i guess before was tough enough but ah. that's before uh, yeah okay so yeah so i'm trying to catch up on because right now if you ask me nxt i could just think of you know johnny gargano you know and nice. Tommaso champa that's the one that i'm you know kind of uh you know, if when I was watching, that's the one that I kind of started off at. Apparently, they're moving them to Tuesday too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll I'll definitely when we get to our um our final scores. Uh, I definitely want to kind of get your opinion later on like as a as more of like a first time viewer, like what you thought about the episode. But we'll definitely get to that 
at the end. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, I have one thing. You know, when I was uh, watching Daniel Bryan's match, you know, I was just thinking like, man, you know, uh, you know, whenever you see a wrestler that, that you love to watch, mm-hmm. sometimes you think of the dream matches. And one of them I always think of is what if Daniel Bryan went against Chris Benoit? To me, I figured that would have been a dream match for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd want to see like Daniel Bryan against a heart. Like, oh, uh-huh. maybe like Owen, I, Daniel Bryan and Owen, I think would have been really dope. Mm, that would be a good match, too. Yeah, I, I would have loved to see him on that similar thing of like him just going up against the whole radicals stable, pretty much like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> next. You know, he ends up joining. He would join the radicals <laughs> like little, little quiet, little quiet classics with like him and Dean Malenko for like the light heavyweight mm-hmm. title. God. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like he literally would have had a five star match with every radical, I think. <laughs> and that's the thing, though, with with these wrestlers, they, they really come, you know, once in a while. It's hard to really uh, catch wrestlers. The, the one that really catches my eye right now is um, Pete Dunn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pete Dunn is so yeah. good, dude. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, Pete Dunn is pretty. Because just seeing him wrestle, yeah, he's very, very technical. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how old he is, but he seems like a young kid who who definitely he's knows like a lot. Twenty six, twenty seven, twenty six. Yeah, wow. Maybe yeah. even that. Like mm-hmm. him and Tyler Bates are super young. Yeah, they're like. Oh yeah, Tyler Bates. Yeah. I was I was just telling uh, Larry this the other day that uh, poor Paige, like she's done pretty much everything and and more outside of like wrestling, and she's still only like. 28 years old so she still has like oh yeah so much so much left to do which is crazy like not even her prime yeah 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 Mm -mm. awesome so yeah i will i will definitely get back to that question at the at the end of the episode (laughs) uh (laughs) so after that before we get into the next segment uh this one i kind of had as optional for us to talk about but um since we all since i know we all love the royal rumble um we had like a quick like royal rumble 2011 uh by the numbers video (laughs) package here uh i -hmm. i didn't have really any notes here but the only thing is that uh since the big show recently left the wwe for uh for AEW. it was funny to me what yeah i know about that (laughs) so uh paul white Uh uh-huh the 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 funny thing is that in this video package when they were trying to like do the the amount of like pounds that were used throughout the years in the royal rumble that they compared it to like 82 big shows i bet you now like they're probably going to say like 82 like braun Strowmans or something Braun i know huh yeah so that yeah that, that food never exists like yeah <laughs> And then the amount, even they even talk stats on the amount of weight. It's like, wow, I don't even think of adding the weight. Exactly. <laughs> you know, in the Royal Rumble, <laughs> they decide to do that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so after that, yeah, we get into our next backstage segment, which is uh, DiBiase celebrating his victory from earlier. Yeah, you, you actually just did want a match. Brodus, look, I just beat the United States champion. Well done, boss. Congratulations. In this fatal four-way match with all these other rookies, obviously after seeing me beat Daniel Bryan, if they win, they're going to want to choose me. Of course. Now, I don't want that to happen, Rose, because even though you do have your flaws... Oh, I'm flawed. 
I still think you're my best chance of becoming a WWE Tag Team Champion. Thank you, boss. Thank you. I want you to win tonight. Oh, I'm gonna win tonight. I'm serious. I'm serious, too. I'm gonna win for you, boss. For you. And you do know that. <laughs> DiBiase mentions that um, since since he just won his match, like he's probably going to be the, the, the top pro for all the rookies to, to pick him as like the pro if they end up wanting to switch to a different pro. Um, so he tells Brodus, you know, to actually step up his game and to win tonight in order to like keep the team together. And Brodus is like, oh, of course, boss, whatever. And he just kind of walks away from there. But I think that's, that's uh, kind of leading into something for the next matchup. So that will... That will be very interesting to see what happens next. <laughs> I mean, well, for Ted DiBiase Jr. to beat Daniel, Daniel Bryan definitely is a confidence booster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for you sure. Know. Solid, solid. All right. Yeah. So to start, I was kind of confused at first because I wasn't sure that Fatal 4-Way in this manner meant elimination. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, when I seen him like beating up on uh, Bateman early and they just kind of <laughs> let him pin him, I was like, what the? Y'all just, y'all don't want to. And then it's like elimination. It's like, oh, all right. <laughs> oh. I, I think that happened to me know. on like a recent episode of Raw and SmackDown or something where they did something similar where I thought it was just like a triple threat match, but then it was like a elimination style. And I was like, oh, okay. like, wait, what? Yeah. Who does this? Like, <laughs> I know. So like, you know, like after a battle royal top rope style. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, like what? what? <laughs> no, you don't do that for this. Yeah. We don't do that with three people. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so essentially after I had like wrapped that, I, it really took me like the first beginning part of this match to wrap this around my head. And then I started to realize that bro, this, really just eliminated him mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh so then we get uh byron saxon and johnny curtis or you know just kind of shook like you know maybe we should double team this guy mm-hmm. so they kind of clobber him a little bit they get him with a suplex even you know um mm-hmm. and then you know we get him some more fighting and then uh brothers like kind of powders out then we get uh the other two men kind of fighting it over and then saxon throws johnny curtis over the top rope he pretty much kind of like does a front flip into Brodus Clay. He damn near got like power driven on his head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he got mm-hmm. caught. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty dope. And that was like right before the commercial. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, just some some more match highlights that I had here. Uh, I could have swore Byron Saxon did like almost like a bulldog jawbreaker headbutt or something because mm-hmm. it's like yeah, he I did saw something dog, like that yeah but whoever he did it on didn't drop to the ground and it's like hmm. mm-hmm. yeah i saw that too yeah so mm-hmm. that was that was pretty solid i suppose uh <laughs> you know we get uh we get johnny curtis in saxon like sitting on the top rope and oh then, yeah yeah uh, johnny curtis pushes him down and almost kills him Cause he's like, oh landed, yeah, yeah. He's like damn near landing on his head. <laughs> like, <laughs> but then it was a perfect setup there. Cause then he gave him the ever so beautiful. Uh, he gave both Saxon and Brodus Clay a flying guillotine leg drop. Mm-hmm. That was really dope. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, he gets the one, two, three on Byron Saxon. After that, tries to get some repeated paid attempts on Mister Clay. It does not work <laughs> whatsoever. You um, know when I saw that one. I was just thinking, why can't he just pin both of them at the same time? I know. <laughs> you know, like, rookie mistake. <laughs> rookie mistake. He said, oh, no, you know what? Let me pin the guy that's not bigger. Yeah. 
<laughs> you're supposed to pin the bigger dude for sure. And then say, yeah, yeah you know. It would have made more sense, yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe he was going for that easy victory because, you know, needless to say, uh, he ends up getting finished off with a tongue and effort. Man, I could have swore Brodus Clay was using a different move. I, You know what? I think he... I think he might have, and then yeah, he probably just switched over to this one uh, midway through the season. I feel like he's going to change it again because I'm not really liking him with Tonga Death Grip. But needless to say, you know it worked. He he got him with a double axe handle failed attempt, Tonga Death Grip. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm just thinking some like a move like that. Well, you know, for wrestlers with finishers the finishers have a personality you know mm. so i'm just trying to figure out what personality goes behind the tongue and death grip for brodus that's the one thing i was i thought he was going to uh, do a, a tongue and death grip choke slam yeah like i kept waiting for him to pick him up and he just kind of like and just took him down i, I was <laughs> literally well, those are- <laughs> i was literally waiting for him to do the the no mercy one where you, yeah you just choke him down and then like yeah, keep you just choking. start choking him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see Johnny Curtis's leg. Yeah, he goes, yeah. he just kicks yeah. a little bit. <laughs> that's exactly you know, what I That's how it should have been. He, he did look like he was doing an STO when he swept his feet, mm-hmm. though. Hey, look, if that's the case, you might as well just go for that full STO, bro. Like, you know, it's, the I don't know. Thing? it's just not working with him. You know. The one thing that um, put a smile to my face though was when he did that <laughs> trapezius. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. that move, man, I haven't seen that move in a while. That <laughs> classic, classic, it definitely. Yeah, it is a classic. I don't even see anybody doing those moves today. Mm-hmm. Classic. And then I have to admit though, his T-bone suplex on Derek Bateman looked pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he tossed guys around like he just, you know. He should have just stole all of Taz's stuff and just did a really big <laughs> Taz mission. They could have called it the like Brodus mission, Brodus submission, mm, Brodus mission. Oh, you know gosh. what I mean? Like something like that. <laughs> so after the match, uh, we get Brodus in ring. You know, Ted DBS, he goes down to the ring. He's like, oh, great. My guy won. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, buddy. Let's, I'm going to show him. And then, uh, Brodus is like, yeah, you know, uh, my pro has all the money and the power. And then DiBiase is like, yeah, damn right. And mm-hmm. then he goes, but it, but it isn't DiBiase. And he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think he said he was like the brokest rich dude he yes. ever seen. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Those are bars right there, man. <laughs> Brodus, congratulations. But here's the question. Are you going to switch pros? Yes or no? Let me tell you about my pro. My pro, he's got the money, he's got the power, he's got class, and will probably destroy everybody in the Royal Rumble. But the one thing my pro isn't is Ted DiBiase. You can't control your girl. You are the brokest rich dude I ever met. My new pro is Alberto Del Rio. Man, my pro is Alberto Del, and he hits the rolled in R Rio. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think what he told him, uh, you know, he needed him to listen. You never ever forget the name of Brodus Clay, and then he gets him with Tongue and Death Grip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, like, think about how cool it would have been if it was a tongue and death grip choke slam or tongue and death yeah. grip suplex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, that suplex would definitely be more technical. You got some <laughs> strong fingers. <laughs> it would, you, have to, you would have to cradle one of the mm-hmm. legs and then. Yeah, you got to the like you, you yeah, get him yeah. by the throat and then you grab him by the tights and just throw him over oh, yeah. you throw him over <laughs> Talking death grip suplex, baby. Oh, man. And all in all, gonna... we get a win for Brodus Clay, who got two eliminations in that match. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty much, yes. It was. Uh, I thought it was. A- yes, boss. <laughs> it was. Uh, I thought it was a good swerve because, yeah, since this is also my legit time watching this season, um, I thought it was pretty cool how he he kind of made it seem like he was talking about DiBiase, but he was literally describing the other rich guy, and uh, <laughs> and then ended up just kind of <laughs> yeah. swerving. Oh, that was how smooth. Like. Yeah. <laughs> So I thought that was really cool. And then, yeah, at the end, he, after he finishes attacking DiBiase, he embraces with Del Rio on the stage. And I actually don't remember if they kind of stayed together after the season, but just seeing them together, I, I thought they actually looked like a pretty legit pair, like just, just them ooh, kind ooh. of standing there together. I'm trying to remember if like, Del Rio had Brodus Clay as his bodyguard for like a little bit mm-hmm. in on like Raw or SmackDown during this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just I just can't quite remember. Yeah. Like before the before the NXT? Or like like after this NXT season happened. Like I'm oh, trying to remember oh. if like Brodus Clay had like almost like a mini or not Brodus Clay, but uh, if Del Rio had like almost like a mini little staple. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. He might have. Yeah. I just yeah, I just couldn't remember either, but but from them just kind of interacting, I was like, yeah, I can see these two actually being a pretty good pair or stable, so I, I thought that was good. Well, that will do it for the episode itself. Uh, I didn't really have any... I didn't have too many fun facts for this episode. The only one that I was able to see from our stat tracking is that um, Daniel Bryan has actually now tied wade barrett with the most matches on nxt uh so uh brian and wade barrett both have 14 matches but daniel bryan still has only won one of those uh matches (laughs) uh wade barrett still has the best record overall on nxt thus far wow uh cool so i guess before which which way should we do it should we get uh rye guys overall thoughts First, or should we go into the scores and then get his overall thoughts? Wh- whichever one you want to do. <laughs> uh, let's do the scores and then overall thoughts. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, because at least it's pretty much like overall everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah. I'll get it started off here with commentary. So for commentary, I ended up giving this a three. Uh, just mm. because I think that, again, when, when we kind of give a three... Overall, it's not to say like it was an average one. It's actually above average since we're only on like a five, five score system. Um, I think they, I think they did really well. I just kind of basing it off everything else, like like the matches are definitely going to be higher scored on my end. But when it came to like the commentary, I think everything else kind of stood out more than commentary this week. Um, so I ended up just kind of giving them a three, just to kind of say that they still did their job really well. But there wasn't anything memorable that I, I remember from uh, from Todd and and Josh this week. All right. I went. Where's mine? Because I think I also 
went three. Uh, I went three because you know what? It's not like I went three because they weren't good. Like you said, I, I went three because I feel like the my focus got taken up by other stuff. So I almost tuned commentary out because mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I felt like I was paying a lot more attention to what was going on in the ring. And I didn't really need commentary to fill me in, even though I kind of got lost in that main in the main event because I thought that it was a fatal four way single elimination type of thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's my bad. But I don't recall hearing that commentary illustrated that. Mm, good more. point. So I personally point three in my score. Mm. Well, for my score for commentary, I actually gave it a 3.5. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I watched it twice. Mm-hmm. And so the, the other one, you know, I just, I was just watching the matches because I really wanted to focus on the matches. But for the commentary, I mean, I gave it a 3.5 just because if I am able to visualize a match without even watching it, mm. I figured it's, you know, even for someone who's, let's just say, if they're visually impaired, if they can, you know, imagine, you know, what's going on in a match and then they can visualize what's happening just by the commentary, I always figure it's always a good thing. So that's the reason why I gave it a 3.5. Nice. That's a really good... Mm. uh point to make yeah i never thought about that of of if they're able to paint the picture just with their words they they actually they actually did that in this episode so i agree nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm with that yeah i mean it's something that sometimes that i would think about even if if i'm doing something and i you know listen to a comedy show i'll just listen to it and then if i'm able to picture the story that they're telling or their joke that they're telling mm-hmm. then you know they're you know then there, to me, that's it's a good storytelling that I am able to uh, picture a story in my head while they're talking. Nice, very nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna jump into matches. I went. What did I do? I went four for matches. Mm, nice, because I really enjoyed that DiBiase and Daniel Bryan match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then once I understood what I was looking at in the other match, I kind of got it. And then I, I liked it. <laughs> but the, <laughs> the um, like, I felt like the DiBiase and Daniel Bryan match is like your, I could see that type of match happening for like the U.S. title. Oh, yeah. Like they could have they could have damn Definitely. near run that same spot or that same program at a pay-per-view. So that, that was a really good match. And then the Fatal 4-Way did really good to highlight Brodus Clay and kind of punish Derek Bateman for being a little cheater. <laughs> and then, so so I, I went for for matches. Mm. Um for me for the matches, I actually gave it a 3.5. Mm. Um reason for that for Daniel Bryan and Ted DiBiase, definitely high caliber match. But if I'm going to do overall, I, I feel the match with the four way kind of brought the score down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, just bef- I mean, there's four of them. I figured they can do so much in a way, you know, but I figured mm-hmm. the movesets were somewhat more basic in a way. You know, but that that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. I figured nice. they could probably do a little more within the ten minutes or something. But I mean they did have some nice spots with the with the flying double leg drop, you know. Mm-hmm. Which would I thought was a highlight and the T bone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I I think those are very fair points. 
on my end, I, I also gave it a four. Um, I think for kind of the same reasons where I really, really enjoy the, the Brian and uh, DiBiase match. And mm-hmm. they told, they told a really good story. And I guess that will kind of factor into my production um, later, but I think what, what they did with that matchup is that even though that there were still some distracting spots with like um, Ziggler and R-Truth while the match was happening, um, I think it ended up, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, really adding to the matchup where the crowd really got into in into the match itself. And then uh, the storytelling that they did with the Fatal 4-Way where like, yeah, um, all three of them kind of jumped <laughs> uh, Bateman first just because of everything that he had done. And at the same time, like having like that, that high stakes being involved with the matchup too of like the rookie being able to pick their pro, I think kind of gave it like a overall, like, Ooh, I want to know who wins this kind of matchup. So, um, main reason why I ended up going with a four. Fair enough. (laughs) But I figured, I figured if you're just going to watch just the, uh, Ted DiBiase and, um, Daniel Bryan match, definitely four, four or 4.5. Oh yeah. 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 But if I had to factor between both of them, that's the reason why I gave that score. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, so I'll go ahead and get it started for production. Uh, for production, I ended up giving it a 3.5 uh, just because, yeah, this one was actually, for us anyway, it was probably the perfect episode to do a three-person podcast because there was only four segments <laughs> but i think mm-hmm. but i think for the production team i think that's probably kind of what hurt it is because there was only four segments in this episode so usually um we usually have like maybe six or seven uh including like some really mini backstage segments but this one was yeah very it was interesting because they did did they did a lot with those four segments but i think the flow just kind of felt a little off this week compared Ooh. to previous weeks but overall i still really enjoyed the episode with the um with the segments that they did do because they kind of squeezed it in in between the matches um so i think that's probably why i ended up going with that score i pulled a three out for production mm. i uh, I think, you know, just since it was only like four segments, I felt like it was a little, um, I don't know, maybe it was just, I, just a little too straightforward. Mm-hmm. Not enough like swerves and, and stuff like that, kind of given um, the flow that we've been in. I, I mm-hmm. went three mm-hmm. for production. Kind of the, I felt like it almost, production and commentary sometimes will go hand in hand with me. Mm-hmm. 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 So like, I kind of, I, I felt like, the production almost took a backseat to the stuff that I was kind of keying in on. Probably because like that first match kind of like satiated my wrestling itch so much that I was willing to give, willing to take whatever was given to me for the next match. Mm. So like mm-hmm. everything else just took a backseat. It's like, man, that match was so good. I don't care about the world. <laughs> <laughs> care about nothing. <laughs> so production three. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I gave it a three as well. I mean, I haven't watched the early NXT days, so I'm trying to, you know, see what it is. This part of me just being a little biased just because I, I figured, okay, let's see what's going to go on. But, you know, I'm trying to pick up what happened with the 
new rookies mm -hmm. and then as well with the matches. So it, it was kind of hard for me to try to get back on track. So that's the reason for the low score. Mm -hmm. if, if I knew the background before the other NXTs before then, possibly the scores will change. But that's the reason why I gave it a three. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yes. For the entertainment part, um, for the overall, I actually gave it a three as well. Um, I, when I'm watching something, I understand, you know, they're trying to build up, but you know, with me being a wrestling fan, you know, what am I a fan of just, just the wrestling part. So, you know, I'm still, you know, watching the NXT as well, just trying to um, catch up on it. And then there, there's just a lot of um, segments, you know, where it's just mainly, you know, talking or the story building. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, me trying to, trying to um, get feedback, try to catch up on that, it, you know, kind of threw me off a little bit. So this is the reason why I kind of give the entertainment a three. Um, but, you know, like I said, if I watched previous NXTs, most likely the uh, scores would change. Mm -hmm. Nice. All right. Let me go. And then I went entertainment three and a half. Mm. Um, I have expressed how much I like the match. I enjoyed the continuation of the uh Derek Bateman and Daniel Bryan. Mm -hmm. Um I I thought the like little quips and interjections from the wrestlers that were sitting up top of the <laughs> uh, uh at the ramp were just kind of throwing in there every now and then. So I thought that was like kind of entertaining. Mm -hmm. Um I'm kind of a little biased towards the Royal Rumble like numbers too. So three and a half. Nice. Uh I ended up giving it a four. <laughs> I, I think, wow. I think, I think the reason, cause I, I was even thrown off. I was like, what did I give this actually? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, so I, I think what I did is that, um, norm, uh, as of late, I've been watching these on my laptop while I've been on my treadmill. So like, it's, it's like where I'm able to kind of really give the episode my full focus where I'm not on my phone. Uh, I'm not like distracted by anything else. So um, it's literally where I'm just watching the episode. So I think what it was is that even though there was only four segments and the two matches, I think what it was is by the time the that we got to the fatal four way, I was like, Oh wow, this is pretty much the end of the episode. And then I remembered everything that kind of like what you guys brought up with, um, with the, with kind of like the interactions between like the pros. And then now that I'm kind of remembering it, like even the small things like with Maurice and Josh Matthews, where like, I think they they're continuing like that weird kind of parasocial relationship where, josh thinks like maurice is into him but she probably doesn't even know who he is kind of a thing and then uh she went and auto gave him like an autograph and gave him like a kiss autograph too so all, all those like little things that happened in the episode just kind of gave it like that entertainment factor um kind of like what uh larry mentioned with like the pros like i think it's just like one of those things where when they throw it in there it's it just kind of adds to like the overall overall episode mm -hmm. um so yeah I, I think that's probably why just from from just like a flow perspective i think that's why I, I ended up giving it a four at that point nice awesome uh so so now we will get into our first ever three person total score uh so no matter what this is going to be the highest episode rated by three people <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> all right so come so our combined score 
for episode 49 is a 3.4, which is actually pretty good because wow um, well you see these 316 <laughs> 3.83 3. 316 oh. <laughs> uh the stone called yeah stone is gonna be in for for a guest oh yeah he's just <laughs> right. autom- automatically gonna join our room out of nowhere <laughs> uh awesome yeah I, like like I've said before, I think uh, anything that kind of gets over a three, especially as a combined score, is pretty much like a not a strong, strong recommendation, but a, a pretty good recommendation where we mm-hmm. we would tell people to kind of go out of their way. And yeah, I, I can't say it enough that I, I'm pretty sure like uh, I'm speaking for everybody when I say that we would highly recommend a Daniel Bryan versus uh, DiBiase Jr. matchup. So um, if, if you go out of your way just to watch one thing i would i would highly recommend to watch that matchup oh definitely so before we get into our um yeah before we get into the next episode uh preview yeah i just kind of wanted to get your overall thoughts rye guy when it came to like the nxt game show era since i know you're kind of just jumping right into it with with season four um I, I think we talked about this in a previous episode where Larry and I have pretty much watched when, when they first came out anyway, we watched seasons one and two and we were kind of iffy on how much we remembered from season three, but this is actually our first experience fully going through season four as well. But I, I definitely wanted to get your feedback so far and what you thought about just jumping into this episode. Uh, yeah, just jumping into the episode. I was trying to, I mean, this is for anybody. If you're like first time, you know, it's like, say, watching a movie. You don't know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. you know, until you watch it. So it, at first, you know, I know there's stories behind it. So to me, I was a little bit lost, but I, I feel if I'm going to watch, you know, two or three more uh, episodes, I'm pretty sure I could catch up. I mean, I probably would have a basic knowledge or idea of what was going on. So mm-hmm. yeah, just jumping right into it, it was a little bit confusing um, at first, but the matches are never confusing if you're just watching the matches solely mm-hmm. on just watching the matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's too bad that there wasn't a Chris Masters match because I think that was that's been my my favorite moment of uh of larry watching like a like a chris masters <laughs> match because he, he totally just got surprised of like how much how much he had in his uh his toolbox so to say so oh, really? man, 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 this man is out there go you know he's going man like, i never More really paid attention to chris lock. masters yeah uh. exactly dude like i said the same thing i was like did master lock do whatever i don't yeah. care i ain't tripping uh. off of him <laughs> it's almost like Brock Lesnar doing a shooting star, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying? Like, if you told me that, like, if you if you telling me Chris Masters is hitting shoot star presses, like, <laughs> come on, dog, I, I wouldn't believe you. I wouldn't believe you. Yeah, awesome. And even before, and even then, who knows what he was doing in the independent circuit? Mm-hmm. You, know? you know, that's true. Like, yeah, the, didn't the Big Show say he used to do moonsaults? Oh yeah, yeah. I think you're right. 
Out here lying. <laughs> like a foam pit. Out here lying. He's probably doing yeah, the Alps doing. He's probably doing like the Vader ones. Out here doing Vader salts <laughs> yeah, in the swimming pools, man. I don't want to hear it. Remember that I forgot what match he was doing, but remember he used a top rope to help him do a kip up? Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. he had to use the top rope. It was probably against Braun Strowman. He had to use the top rope and Braun yeah, Strowman had to help Braun him Strowman. up. Yeah. <laughs> Skills, baby. <laughs> Hold up. So yeah, that will do it for this episode. And on the next episode, we actually have a pretty interesting main event where we have uh the double D team of Daniel Bryan and Derek Bateman going up against Curtis, uh, Johnny Curtis and Art Truth. Uh, so yeah, just looking at it on paper, it seems like it's going to be a pretty good tag team matchup. So definitely check out the next episode for that one. Uh, but before we head off, yeah, I, I definitely just wanted to kind of do a brief rundown of like the stuff that we used to do as, uh, as kids, now that I mentioned Double D, because <laughs> uh, oh, we had our because <laughs> we had our own, we had our own Double D back in the day, and uh, legend <laughs> Undefe- undefeated, right? Undefeated, undefeated. Never forget yes. that. You, you, you can tell that we didn't really look at the booking sheet that much. <laughs> nope. <laughs> No, nah, we did. You know, we you know who you had to book strong and who you had to not book strong. You know, <laughs> well, it just happened to be in his favor. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it just yeah. it just happened to work yeah. out that way in just his happened. favor. <laughs> you know, he oh, got yeah. there at the right time. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if um for folks that don't know, uh, the three of us are pretty much childhood friends who grew up on as we mentioned earlier that we pretty much grew up on all things wrestling when it came to wwe wcw ecw and uh any any video games available at the time uh and yeah we did the forbidden well technically we only did backyard wrestling a few times (laughs) because everything else was still (laughs) we still did it (laughs) yeah technically we were we were we're actually safe because nobody got injured no one got injured and that's true and i would say 75 percent of that was done indoors too so it wasn't even like we actually did back backyard wrestling (laughs) that i'll give you that although although i do i do have one uh incident what happened with larry mm-hmm. and um, a cookie sheet i forgot which match it was it was no no it wasn't the cookie sheet i remember when i was trying to do a a double leg drop on your arms and then i sat on your head oh yeah mm. <laughs> i don't know yeah, we had a couple of those. Those, yeah <laughs> the, the cookie sheet one is probably that was so so memorable just because it it, it was accidental can't time it any better yeah it's so crazy yeah. <laughs> the cookie sheet but but we were saying too how uh i i'm i'm trying to convert over the vhs into like a digital format um so hopefully i'll have video proof soon <laughs> but uh <laughs> we were definitely doing a lot of things now 
or I should say back then that now uh, modern day wrestling had done with like we had done the uh, luggage of evil match first, which is kind of like a, oh, a, yeah. a form of money in the bank in a way. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we did uh, cinematic matches before cinematic matches were a thing. So uh, mm. we were ahead of the game, you know, <laughs> and we were doing edits mm-hmm. uh, with cinematic the camcorder. <laughs> with the- <laughs> <laughs> My oh my, my, fa- my favorite promo of all time still is where uh, you would um, you would insult people with a dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! I was slapping with a oh, dollar, yeah. making feel cheap. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm gonna take this dollar. I'm gonna slap you across the face with it and, and make, make you, you feel, feel cheap. cheap. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta. Uh, you got to do that at least one battle rap, uh, Larry. I was just thinking about it right <laughs> I now. Know, I, just, I know you should. I was just thinking about hey, it right now. If you now. ever do that, if you if you ever do that, just try to record that. I want to see that. <laughs> slap you with a dollar and make you feel cheap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, more than likely, yeah, we'll probably. Once we actually get the footage out there, uh, we'll see if we can try to organize another one with uh, not only the three of us, but we'll try to get our other buddy Mark as well to kind of just oh snap chat about the chat about the old days of the the old MWF days. So uh, that 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 would be a fun one to do one one day. <laughs> oh, definitely. Right, man. Make that it was a fun. You know, it's definitely fun. You know, thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before we headed out like we usually kind of do some plugs um but since you're the guest of honor for this episode uh i will let you go first if you had any plugs or shout outs that you wanted to to give out before we headed out oh yeah no i just definitely want to make a shout out to my family you know i always love them you know, thank you for helping me support this even though i'm just uh, appearing on here and then also if you guys would like to check out some beats you know you can go ahead and go to soundclick.com slash confusion it's a k-u-n-g-f-u-z-i-o-n mm-hmm. and um definitely feel free to check out the beats there the uh, licenses are free you know feel free to put in a plug that's let me know that you use those beats even though I haven't made one in more <laughs> over 10 years. <laughs> and and for, for sure, we're going to be closing out the episode with one of your beats, too. So uh, if you want. Oh, thank you. Appreciate if, it. If you if you want to sample your wh- whatever you're listening to it now, uh, that's definitely a R. Mavic original right there. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> yep. And if you ask me how to how did I make it? I wish I could tell you. <laughs> <laughs> secrets secrets <laughs> no i really just forgot how i made it nah, nah, <laughs> i didn't nah. say i didn't I, <laughs> hey hey shh <laughs> we're, we're cutting this part <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, i didn't i didn't i didn't save the file you know i ended up getting in a new computer <laughs> awesome uh yeah i i would say definitely check it out it was it was a really really good time when um when we were just kind of like it felt like a studio i know like it's not the equivalent of like what uh what rap studios or or any studio really are but even just a little 
the little mini version that we had back in the day it was always fun of just like seeing you do your process and just kind of like contributing it in, in any way as far as like giving you feedback it, it was always like good times uh oh yeah i remember the first beat i made i thought it was like oh wow until you listened to it and you're just being nice about it <laughs> knowing that <laughs> it was off beat the sounds didn't go together <laughs> you know there's definitely a lot of trial and error you know i just have to keep at it mm-hmm. for sure but then next you know I had this beat block where I just couldn't make anything yeah. <laughs> after. I was like, man, the demo can provide so much sounds. I just, you know, lost you just my get imagination stuck on what that. you want to make yeah. next. Yeah. Yeah. It happens to everybody. You know, yeah, I mean you try to make new sounds, you know, but then you know, you work with what you got. Yeah, exactly. Uh Mr. L Dog, did you have any plugs this week? I ain't got no plugs unless it's getting me electricity, baby. What? <laughs> how is he, he recording right now? I'm so. I know. I'm so confused. Does he have some double A batteries? <laughs> What's the batteries like? D batteries or C batteries? The ones that Nine you have volt? to put in remote control car, like uh, <laughs> oh, the, those lithium batteries. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you running on solar? <laughs> of course, man. I get a rebate at the end of the year, baby. <laughs> now nah, I got no plugs today. Uh, I guess I'll just plug Ryan for being our guest and exactly. being good at it. Yes. Mm, yeah. No problem. I'll come over with a plug outlet. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> And yeah, I I think I'm on the same boat where uh, I just want to thank you again for for joining us. And uh, we definitely have to do this again. And if if not again, but we'll 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 grow the family and see if we can Mm. sneak in the mark somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Awesome. Well, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. And if this is your first time listening in, we have a huge backlog of episodes where we have already completed seasons one through three. Um, We're literally at the halfway point with season four. So it's not too late to catch up and listen to our previous episodes. And uh, you can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and our YouTube channel where we upload some, uh, some original videos, sometimes some spinoff NXT content, Uh, but either way, some entertaining stuff for you who, if you want to uh, support us there with a subscription. Uh, awesome. Well, thanks again, Ryan. Thank you again for joining us on this special mid-season premiere. Uh, this is your boy, Nando O'Brien, signing off. And uh, El Truth signing out. And Rye Guy signing out as well. Yeah. And you know... Peace. You better know. You better know. <laughs> <laughs>